It wasn't until I made that post that women started responding. Like, oh, I was just listening to that, or oh, that hit me too. Or, And until that point, I didn't even realize women were actually listening to the album because o- the only people I heard talking about it was were men. Yeah. And I don't know um, if other women had the same experience with Jay where they were introduced to him by um, a man in their life or by men in their lives and wanted to consciously or um, subconsciously wanted to show a bit of deference for what is really a monumental moment in his career. Like this is his first um, um full like ep like this is the first that's actually considered a full album yeah the first album that he's put out right and so i don't know how other women felt about it but i wanted to in some way show some deference to the guys around me because i knew this was just as much y'all's moment as it was his um so i was listening to it like okay you know feeling it and it wasn't until i got to the end where i was like (laughs) Where were the women? Like, so I've I've had my own like silent protest um, going on. So I'm glad that you kind of reached out to me because I do have thoughts about um, where the women are or are not on this record um, and the way that it shows up. Welcome to the Fresh Element Podcast, where we dive into human moments of life with the hip hop perspective. My name is DJ O'Sharp. This episode's guest is Taisha Shorts, a.k.a. Rebel Ty. We peel back some layers of the long-awaited Jay Electronica album, A Written Testimony. Jay-Z's presence on it, the female presence on it, or the lack thereof, and ultimately, the song, All Praise is Due to a Lie. Let's begin. You know, we, we recently um, had... Finally received that Jay Electronica album. <laughs> Finally. Finally. And How long did it feel like to you? And there's a reason pause. why I'm asking this question. That's not a pause. Yeah. It's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It. How long did it seem? See, I've known about Jay Electronica. Um, a li- sometimes I feel like a little bit longer than most people. You probably have. So he had... He had a mixtape or a release uh, called uh, What the F is a J Electronica. Okay. Um, he has um, another pro- another small little three or four song, Anakin's, I think it's either called Anakin's Prayer or it had some, it had some stuff, had like three songs on there and I think one of them might have been called Anakin's Prayer. So by the time Exhibit, um, Exhibit C came out, mm-hmm. that was the first one I think. But by the time Exhibit C came out, I was already yeah. in the know about Jay Electronica. That's when blogs and rap music was really heavy. So he was making that that run on the blogs. Um, he produced uh, the first song on Nas's Untitled album. Okay. And it's a real quirky beat. He you know he he actually produces a lot of his music that he's come out with. You know except for. You know the the one everybody knows well might not well just Blaze did the exhibit exhibit C. Okay. Um. So he's a producer. So we were kind of already in the know. So by the time exhibit C came out, we were um heavily waiting for something because he felt like one of those like oh we might be on the verge of something really major like like, like a second coming of um I felt like he he's definitely from the the, the lineage of Rakim and Nas and um. Just those introspective rappers. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 been a long time coming. Like <laughs> Sam Cooke. Yeah. So I asked that because the morning I think it was the morning that the record came out, that the album came out. Um Marshall was like, you know, it's you know, it's been like twenty years. And then I went to the coffee shop that same morning. Um, and some brothers were talking about it and one of them was like, man, it feel like 80 years. And I was just like, the way y'all feel about like the way y'all have been anticipating the yeah. album, it just felt like for y'all that it was for like a it lifetime. It was detox. It was like, if you, you know, like Dr. Dre has this, this, what has now become, um, a myth, you know, only people that have heard it are people that have worked on it, mm-hmm. detox. And 
So two, Chronic 2001 came out in 1999. Mm-hmm. Here we are, 2020. We're still talking about a Dre album that he says may never come out just because he's not comfortable with it. But we waited. We like you were we were waiting, and I think Compton came out 2017. Okay, is that when the Compton album came out or the movie? So, that feels right. So, it, but you know, like these are <laughs> albums from people that we hold in high esteem. And but the thing about Jay Electronica that's different is that he jumped into that high esteem mm-hmm. very quick, mm-hmm. very quick. You know, Dr. Dre had N.W.A. He mm-hmm. had Snoop, Eminem, Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. So we 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 grew. To believe in his product. Right. Jay Electronica, he gave us some Lucy's as far as like, here's a song, here's a song, here's a, a great here's some, some stuff that had been sitting possibly or just like one ofs or just like stuff that didn't really feel like album stuff, but it had enough, it had enough um, solid weight for us to be like, oh, this stuff is really good. Sure. And I want more. Right. What I loved about Jay Electronica in this whole process is that he never he never he never um he never bought into the pressure of putting out the album based off of the public. Mm-hmm. You know, he he always would say my train is on time. And he has a, actually has a line in there that said my train my my um my train is on schedule. I just took the underground railway underground railroad. Mm-hmm. So it was like he he knew we were waiting. Mm-hmm. He knew we were we were anticipating this. But I'm cool with the process. He didn't do it the conventional way. Right. Right. And I don't I don't think in 2020 the greatest MC or to be put in that category, does he need an album? Okay. You know, a lot of our, our a lot of our forefathers, um, that you know, a lot of people don't put those names in in the list of great MCs when they think about them because they might not be old enough. But you think about uh Melly Mel and Grandmaster Kaz, um um, like DJ Hollywood these are people that you know hold weight and are the reason why this thing is where we are Mm -hmm. you know at 47 years into the into this culture Mm -hmm. but they don't have a product that you can just go back to and like here's Melly Mel's album he has one song three songs maybe that you really really would have to be deep into the culture but one song the message most people know right most people don't know who Grandmaster Kaz is or don't know who um, don't know Kumo D beyond his beef with LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. But he had a whole career before that with the Treacherous 3. Right. And there's no Treacherous 3 album that people can say, oh, that was a classic album. That standard kind of came around with the Source magazine. And that's cool. I just don't adhere to that as much anymore. I was one of those kids like, oh, how many mics did he get? Or then, you know, like Biggie. I think Biggie got four and a half. Maybe he's a five mic. I know Illmatic is five mics. And just, you know, that kind of that kind of culture just has... Even though the source isn't what we go to, mm-hmm. we still use that frame of frame framework in grading. Yeah, grading stuff. They said they definitely benchmarked the way in which um, people right because ultimately folks are gonna want to compare. Yeah. Folks are gonna want to um, draw comparisons to the work that they like to the artists that they like, and so I agree. I feel like they set a benchmark for the way in which people. Um, made those comparisons and and it's not perfect you know it's it's an imperfect right because and and for some circles in order for somebody to be considered the greatest they have to have a certain number of records right and so i'm not like even a conversation that came up when folks are comparing you know biggie and Pac to you know current day contemporary rappers it's like ah but they didn't get to make that many albums and so for jay to have this one collective album you know, there are some people who will argue that he's not, he shouldn't be considered the greatest because we still haven't seen enough from him. But to your point, we've seen a lot from him. It just hasn't been conventional, the, you know, album output. But if you really want to have that platform or if you really want to just have a project, like internally, intrinsically for your own satisfaction. Man. And I feel like for Jay, even though he has, a platform and he's famous and he's, you know, people know him and he's put out records. I think a part of him still wanted to have an album. Are you familiar with his story? I'm not. So we were going to talk a little bit. I, my notes are about the project. 
I wasn't trying to disrespect nobody. I wasn't trying to, you know, talk out of turn. Um, especially since, you know, my introduction to Jay, um, Jay, so I'm going to call Jay Electronica Jay. That's the only I'm Jay we're talking Jay-Z about today. I'm going to call Jay-Z No, it's, no, oh, we, we, we can't. Not if we're talking about this project. <laughs> so let me get this out. Let me get this out. I probably am one of the people that, upon first listen, was kind of disappointed that Jay-Z was... You're not the only person. Like, I didn't need... There I were a lot of people who were I didn't need a Jay-Z album. Um, there were a lot of people. And I have, a, I have a theory about this that we'll talk about later because I think it ties in the, to, to my... Um, this this title that you have in the community, Rebel Tie. <laughs> it's not in the community. There's a few people who call me that. Also, everybody but... <laughs> knows that you're a rebel. Um, There are other folks who have made that comparison. Yeah, yeah, as long as you know. Uh, t- all right, tell me this: How did you How did you stumble across Jay Electronica? Oh, it Marshall. I mean, he any new music, especially any new hip hop, um, he usually puts me on. But we were probably on the road to Cleveland or back from Cleveland, and um, he played um, uh, "Better in Tune with the Infinite." Oh. And that so that was like my first J song. Really? Right. So my bar was like, oh, this is great. Um, did you not know about that when we were performing at the um when, when Roman Arts Group did their backstage for King Lincoln? No, I, I mean, knew about the, that. That was in 2012, wasn't it? Okay, I, I'm just trying to, you know, where yeah. But I didn't know if you had already heard the song before. Yeah, I heard come, it. Because we kind of did some play with the yep. with you know, the, the music with Christina Miles was singing. Yep. So, yep. okay. So, yep. you heard you are better in tune with the infinite. Yeah, that, so that oh was my, my intro. My God. <laughs> and I was just like, who is this person? What are we, what is going on? Um, and, and you know, I didn't, there. I don't have that many other touch points with Jay. So, like, the anticipation that I know of his record coming out or the disappointment that I know some people have with certain elements of the new, of the new album is through my connection to the men in my life who I love and trust and, and who have um, stronger relationships with Jay than I do. So, and that, and that's in, in like, because I, I work in a barbershop as well. So, you know, we, of course, listen to it in the shop and my my friends that are really heavy into um rap music uh and i say that and i i divide that there are a lot of people that are heavy into rap music that are not heavy into hip-hop culture sure um it's almost impossible now like you got to be deliberate you have to you have to be you have to (laughs) and and when i when i think about what um what i think about jay electronica you know i always think about what the the men think but then i was thinking mm. like what do the women think it is because it's not there there aren't there aren't any typical uh and i hate that 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 concept ladies or chick songs <laughs> on the album you talking yeah. about but there is so but there I, is. I don't know i don't know what direction you trying to i don't i want to let you lead it right? no 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 but you, you so i didn't i hadn't over. heard any i hadn't heard any women even talking about the rec the album i say record the album i say record too i know that's why i'm so, so i'm comfortable saying it but i hadn't heard many women talking about the album um until i made the post so um uh, you referenced a post that i made um, earlier in this conversation, um, I took a picture of um, All Praises Due to Allah while I was listening to it because there were there are so many lines in that song that resonate with me. But there is a particular line um, where he says, um, last time I kissed you, um, you were so cold, but you look peaceful, look peaceful. rest well. And so a um, little bit of a tangent. I used to kiss my father on the forehead every time we left each other. Mm. Um, and the last time that I was with him, I did not kiss him on the forehead and I didn't get to kiss him again until I saw him at the funeral home. And then I saw him again, um, at his funeral. And when I kissed him, he was so cold, like an unnatural cold. Like, you know, somebody's feverish. Sometimes their skin be a little, you know, like room temperature, but it won't be like, but a dead person's cold is like an almost unnatural cold. 
Um, and that's probably one of the lasting memories I'll have of, you know, the experience of the funeral and all that. But when I heard that line, whether he was making that reference or not, which I imagine he was because, you know, his I mother felt, passed. I felt, I felt that when, when, I, when I heard him say it, I didn't immediately go to the funeral, mm. but I knew he was referencing his mother. Yes. And then when I seen your post... It made me think yeah. immediately. Yeah. Oh, that feeling. That's the only thing. That's the, and that's the beauty of him as a lyricist, at least for me, consuming his content. The only thing I could think of was a reference of kissing a dead loved one or um, having physical contact with a dead loved one. So, you keep um, talking. I'm going to bring up some of these lyrics. Yeah. Um, lyrics are dope. But anyway, I, I made a post about that. Um, was feeling really, you know, kind of, kind of down. Matter of fact, I was driving when I was listening to that. Marshall had played it for me, and I just started sobbing like in the car. I uncontrollably the, fir- your first, unco- the your first first the first time listen? I the first the first time I heard that song, I was driving, and so first so Hove talking about I got numbers in my phone that'll never ring again. Like my father's number was six one four five one five nine six eight four. Like that was the number. And it's still saved in my phone, right? But it's not going to ring again. I had to, I had to um, screenshot the last text message conversation, right? So there's so many lyrics in that song um, that resonated with me. But the point that I was trying to get to, all praises due to Allah is a human record. That's a that's a record about loss, and that's a that's a record about loss um, in the 21st century. So a, a very particular type of loss because if you are talking about um, somebody not calling you, like a number not ringing anymore or text messages not coming through anymore, it is a reference to our devices being an extension of us, right? So the device is the extension of my memories with this person. Mm-hmm. The device is an extension of my contact with this person. So it's a it is a very 21st century human um record. I think the fact that he named it um all praises due to Allah is also um in the at least in the gospel tradition or Christian tradition like even when things are going bad, you still have to acknowledge Hallelujah. God. You know what I'm saying? Like you still have to give praise and yep. give thanks to God. So this is a record that's about loss, and and we know from the context of the song that it's lost about his mother and it's lost about Kobe. Like they recorded it the day that Kobe passed, hit, hit right? So these different. are very tragic, very traumatic losses, and you are still naming it all praise is due to Allah. There's something. Um, um, very pan-Africanist to me about giving God praise and giving God glory when the things that are closest to you are taken from you. Um, so it's a very human record. It's it's for men, it's for women, it's for, um, you know, gender non-conforming folk, right? We're all human. We all have connections. We all experience loss. Um, and I think it's something that resonates, will resonate with a lot of folks. I seen a bunch of people post about it, mm. and your post was on time with my tears. Mm. I just sat on my bed and and I I was going through my my mental rolodex, sure. my phone numbers um, of numbers that I will never I'll never call. Yeah, um, like I have. I have the last card my mother gave me mm. and she she had a stroke so she had to learn how to write with her left hand. Mm. So the writing is a little shaky but it's you know my name. Yeah, that's right. And it's the last card that she she gave me. That's so beautiful. Thank you, Otis. That song put me right back in that moment. Yeah. And then I started to think even more because that was you know, I wasn't, my mother didn't text. Mm. So when they start talking about, I got text messages, I got text that'll never ping again. Yeah. You know, um, my, my, my brother, King Seven, mm. uh, Nakia Valentine, man, it's my Ricky Brown. Like people, like I just buried one of my closest friends this year. Mm. So I'm like that song. Yeah, man. Like it hits so different. Yeah, man. For me. And, and, 
and and I know you. I think you're probably one of the few people that um that I haven't known quite as long that can pull emotion out of me. Like when I when I think about you, I think about like one of my sisters. Yeah. And you know, I I I I know your 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 moment, you know, of loss. Yeah. How impactful that was. Yeah, I think I called you like the night before the funeral, like trying to get a haircut or something, yeah. but you know, trying to be humorous about it. And you were just like, yo, sis, I've been thinking about you. And I had to, you know, humor is um, the way that I relate to people. It's something mm-hmm. I actually learned from my father. But for you to just be like, and usually our interaction is real jovial. Mm-hmm. You let me poke jabs periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> so I just kind of started that conversation in the same um tenor that we usually do but you was just like yo and and for me i was able to let my guard down and just be vulnerable Mm -hmm. you know even with you and i i remember you were trying your hardest to try to make it work because you had so many other things going on and eventually i had to sit back and just be like what i can't do is overextend my village and the people who love and care about me so i eventually I think Marshall ended up cutting my hair or something like that. It it didn't end up being that big of a deal. But I just remember even our interaction and our exchange Mm -hmm. around that time um, being that of of siblings and and being one where we are able to be emotionally be vulnerable with one another. So I appreciate you for that. In, 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 In this song, this, like, I think about... Man, there's so many people we can name, and yeah. I don't even want to get emotional. Don't do it. You see, I held back. I'm held. I'm holding back too. <laughs> I, just thinking about, just thinking about this. Like, yo, we're gonna talk about of all the records on that album. That's the one that hits. Yeah. The most personal, and if you, I think you know, you're sitting by my books. If you look right there, like you see all of the books. So that Quran is there. So and it's on top too. Me and Jay Electronica, like when I heard when I heard him the first time, and I realized like, oh, he's coming from the Quran. Yeah, he's also coming out of the five percent nation. Yeah, of some of some of the um, terminology, but he's going. He's actually he's using a lot of you know Elijah Muhammad's teachings. He's using um, Clarence Thirteen X teachings, but he's also Going to the Prophet Muhammad mm-hmm. in in some of his teach and Christ, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he's he is putting all of this together. So I would, like listening to him is like it's my life. Like yeah. you know, you see all those like there's books. All the books are there. Yeah. So I understand how he how he puts these raps together. But to take like it's something that like Brand Nubian. If you're mm-hmm. familiar with Brand Nubian, that's like uh, one of the high high 90s five percent like they kind of put that out there for a lot of people mm-hmm. what the one of their records wake up and the album is called one for all so you just hear five percent teaching all the time public enemy the first time i even thought about farrakhan mm-hmm. was because chuck d said it farrakhan's a prophet and i think you are listening to i was going to my school library <laughs> looking for farrakhan <laughs> literature or whatever like not knowing right. who he was i think right. i was 16 mm-hmm. and it wasn't until no I was 15 it wasn't until that summer that I was in summer school and I met um I met a, a guy named Jason Gregory and he was standing on the corner and he was he was he was spitting that that knowledge and he was talking about Islam and he was talking about you know all of these concepts and ideas about the political nature mm-hmm. of what black people are going through in America. Yeah. And we were like, we were young. I remember walking away and I knew my life changed because I heard stuff that, you know, at, at 15 or 16, um, very aware, well, woke, woke wasn't the word, but very aware and able to look at the world now and actually point a finger mm-hmm. at somebody, you know, that, that idea of the white devil mm-hmm. that came into play and that actually be able to look at, uh, this is why this is that way. And this right. is the, this is what's happening. And here we are, 2020, and this this guy has he's he's mixing all of it, but he made a record that superseded 
the political concepts and the the I'm a better rapper than everybody thing. Mm-hmm. He made a record that hit harder mm-hmm. than everything. Yeah. Like that was like, man, Chuck D never did that for me. Brand Nubian never did that for me. And these were like these are these are my these these are my backbones, like right. my, my hip hop backbones. And then I had that same thought, like there are no chick records on here, but somebody I know that doesn't play with real content. I know how you feel about real content. Yeah. And I seen that it hit you. I'm like, oh, he did make a chick record because we all go through this. I want to try to elaborate more on what she felt about Jay-Z's presence on the album. Was it needed? Why is he there? And how it may possibly affect the reception of Jay Electronica's debut album, A Written Testimony. You know, this is, you know, Barbershop Talk. It served Jay-Z mm-hmm. to put this album out right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that anybody like anybody with a billion dollars cares about what we think. Mm-hmm. Until you let until they say something that lets you know that they oh they hear what we think. Yeah. And you know, some of what Jay Z has done recently with um the NFL stuff, uh I I, I tell you it didn't sit well with me. Okay. Um, I'm a former 49er, but I'm I stand I stand with Cap all day. Colin Kaepernick. And you know, the those things that when I seen the NFL approach Jay Z to clean up a mess mm-hmm. that they didn't need to make. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to make that mess. Mm-hmm. And you approach Jay-Z. And I know when you approach Jay-Z, you don't approach him up for a favor. Right. That's a business deal. That if he's going to step into that world, because he'd already said, I don't, you know, I got, he didn't need the Super Bowl. Right. You know, he'd already turned right. that down. Right. And his wife had done it. And she, you know, caught enough backlash for it. So he didn't want, he didn't really need it. He was already doing the arenas and, you know, whatever. Right. So to see... Him on this on this album, and sitting next to Jay Electronica, where in a space where we expect we we I got what we expected, you know a lot of a lot of righteous and and you know God body and knowledge of self and you know stuff like that. Right. And then Jay Z is attached to it. Right. Right. So I so yes to all of that. I think what made it the most frustrating thing for me and it does connect back to um the deal that that hove made with the super bowl um performances is for the nfl to to work with hove in that way positions him as almost like the authority on musical acts so like whoever he uh, is able to curate for these performances are you know the it artist, the it group, the it, you know, whatever. Um, and for this project, um, the first musical, the first musician we hear on this project is Hope. So there's the, the whole first track is a recording. The second track, the beginning of it is a recording and then Hope starts spitting and then Jay starts spitting, right? So it's almost like even the way the album is structured, it's almost like Hove gives Jay permission to even do the project so i've i was upset well yeah and i'm saying and and it's very evident even in the way that it's kind of put together and curated um so i wanted to hear more jay more jay electronica um and have more of that feel um especially for this being his first full project like i wanted to hear his voice um, literally and figuratively, and I was more disappointed that we didn't. But then also to feel like Hove was kind of giving him permission, um, I, it, that didn't sit well with me. You know the way that I feel about it, which is he wants to continue to be seen as the authority now. So I think he's moving into a different direction um, as far as his connection to the music industry is concerned, um, because it is. It seems as though now um, it's it's almost like folks don't make a move unless I say so, and he's been he's been knighted in that way by the NFL um, to be able to to make those moves and and to literally present artists 
um, in whatever way that he sees fit. So, you know, I think it'll be really interesting if Jay comes out with another album. And and I would love for it to happen if <laughs> if it's needed. You don't think he needs to put out another album? Um, I think he does just off the strength of I don't we don't know who he is as an artist with an album. We don't know who Jay is. Oh, you're talking about Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica. Oh, yeah, we're not yeah that's that. what I'm talking about. We're not getting that for another 15. So I don't know that that's true. I think, I think, I don't know that that's true. And the reason why I say that is because folks are very clearly and very verbally disappointed with this project. I don't think anyone, I haven't heard anyone who is completely thrilled and completely over the moon with this project and don't have nothing bad to say about it. And I feel like Jay will at least put out a response. It may not be a full album. You're right. It may just be, you know, one track and it'll be addressing, you know, any and everything that is that folks are saying about this record. But I think there's going to be at the very least a response. What you got in that notebook right there? Um, I just got a few things, you know, got my little take over tie. Handy dandy. Nope, I'm not taking over. It's your this is take the over tie. Fresh element. This is your baby. But I wanna know what I wanna know what you think. And if you've taken notes, then I've you've thought. No, so I most of my notes are about the 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 lack of <laughs> the both the presence and the absence of women on the album, which I think is really interesting and it's especially interesting in Women's History Month that the only women that are present are the ones that are on the samples. So there are four songs that include samples that were formerly women's songs. But aside from that, there are no women vocalists. There are no women producers. There are no women, uh, any other like... Um, uh, hip hop artists, right? And mm-hmm. I think, I think, it, no, I know because I looked at the song credits <laughs> for each of these songs. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, as far as we have come, you know, in 2020, um, with you know, album delivery and the, and the things that we're able to do, it just seems so incredibly backward for women to be present as kind of like. <laughs> Like, y'all can prop me up. Like, we can use your song and create, you know, the melody and create the beat. But y'all, but we don't need y'all beyond that. Thanks. And, like, some of the folks, some of the some of the samples, you know, the women are not even here anymore. I think the only song where he uses a sample from an artist who is still alive is a Flux Capacitor. And I will have to double check that. But there's literally only four songs that use samples from women. There, and the only reason why I know that is because they're listed in the song credit as writers. And when I went to go look them up, I saw the name from the original song as the sample credit. Um, Flux Capacitor, Riri's on there. No, no, no. It's a, it's a Riri sample. She's not on there. And, okay. and the song that they sampled, Riri and the other uh, woman's name, B.B. Borelli, Borelli, were the two writers on that song. So the, the women are getting writing credits. Because they're using samples that I the tried, women fellas. use. I know you did. I know you did. That's why I came in with my notebook. Because I knew you was going to try to. So that was incredibly frustrating to me. Um, and, you know, Rhapsody is out here doing a whole tour of all women. Mm. Because she has to, right? Because we have Jay Electronica, who was one of the, arguably one of the more highly anticipated artists in 2020 coming out with a whole record with no women how are how how is he allowed to do that that's i think that's that so i want to know my question with regard to both the presence and absence of women um and which i don't know is that while i was talking about who was being sampled um oh tried to you know look I up I he tried want, to look it up because he was going to try to rebut me no but, no i just wanted he, to make but sure but he saw that i was telling the truth um, how do you feel about that? Was that something that you even noticed when you initially listened to the record? Yeah, I did. I realized that this was um, this was heavy backpack rap. Hmm. Um, in 2020, when we think about backpack rap, we rarely do we think about ladies anymore. Hmm. You know, that's that's why you know the reason that you're here because I want to know what the women thought about it. 
Um, he has records prior to this that are uh, probably demos that kind of leaked out where he's, you know, he has he has made chick records. They aren't typical, um, but they are, you know, I see your brown skin, da da da, da you know, mm. that kind of thing, my Nubian Queens type stuff. I don't know. You know, I would have loved to see um Erica show up on the on this mm. project, mm-hmm. seeing how you have this connection with her. Mm-hmm. And she holds you in such high esteem. If you if you ever hear her talk about meeting him mm-hmm. and it's on one of the projects, she she knew. She yeah. said she knew because when he held one of the children. How the child responded to him, she knew he was special. Mm. So you know, for that for that moment to go into a relationship that that brought forth another child, yeah. um, you you would think, you know, like she. I think she might be more mm. familiar. Not I'm gonna say Jay Z is not familiar with it because clearly he is, but for her to have been on this project with the content that he was talking about. The righteous stuff and the Islamic stuff and the got the five percent stuff and like she she made her way, mm-hmm. you know, with that ideology attached to that first record on and on. Sure. So like, why wasn't she there? I thought about that too. Like, you know, where is the music for the women? Where are the women at on this record? I mean, even so, even beyond not not having a physical like a physical or an audio presence. I'm, there are fewer than a dozen references even made to women and girls. So like the word babushka, which we know is like Jewish for grandmother or like a reference to Madonna or like, and I'm, that's what I'm like. One, oh, you did your work. I did. There were fewer than a dozen. Like if, if, if he made it to 15 references, if they made it to 15 references of women and girls on the record, I would be surprised. But how many references were there to, um, to Islam? Or to I mean the whole really, album. the whole album, right? Um, I feel like they said their own names just as many times as they said uh, made a reference to women and girls. So it just felt as much as I enjoyed the record sonically, and as much as I uh, all praises due to a lot is probably going to be a heavy rotation for the rest of the year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like the album is not for women. It feels like. It's a. It feels like it's a barbershop conversation that's happening, and I happen to be able to like. I'm going to get you know you about to cut me down real low, so mm-hmm. y'all like stop talking for a minute because y'all don't want to offend me. And then when I leave, y'all start talking back again. Like that's how I feel listening to the album. Like I'm not supposed to be um, listening to it, and maybe that's an extension of the way that I got introduced to hip hop. That is still like this forbidden, you know, kind of thing. This kind of. Um, um, sacred thing that I'm not supposed to have any any access to, but it just felt like it wasn't like I wasn't the intended audience, which in some ways is hurtful because I do have a connection with Jay, even though it's not as um, strong as some other folks. It's not hasn't been as enduring as some other folks. I still have a connection. So to know that there's an artist that you really like and to feel as though the record is not intended for you, um, it, it's a little hurtful. I got to be honest about that. But I'm not going to linger in that. I do have another question. Go. <laughs> My only other question. I have two questions. Um, one, is this a gospel album? It is the good news. Okay. I thought you were going to, for whatever reason, I thought you were going to say no. It is the good news. Okay. It is. Okay. It, it definitely, um, whenever, whenever you hear Farrakhan speak, um, even if it's the doom and gloom, like where we are in America, you know, the, I, I was at the uh, Million Man March, the first one, and he's, you know, the, 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 I am, I am, I am, I'm very, Jay, Jay Electronica's 43. <laughs> Think about that. But you're not. <laughs> the, the, uh, the message of that day was atonement. <laughs> Get out of here. You're old enough to remember the message. That's how old you were when you went. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> it it was it was impactful to see, you know, that many men and there was so much respect, so much um pride, uh so much love um 
excuse me. I don't know if I've ever heard black men say excuse me mm. more that day than I, like that day, like I've never heard it that much ever mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in all the elements to start, you know, what we can do as, you know, niggas, how we can get down, um, it was, it was absent from my view. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. Because mm-hmm. I can't say that, you right. know, with a million men there that it didn't happen somewhere, but it, none of the reports, none of the people I've talked to said anything like, oh, it was all love. So the the his message, even when it's fire, even when you know Farrakhan is speaking from the fire and brimstone viewpoint of America, mm-hmm. it's always God can fix this. Mm-hmm. You know, if we atone, like atone atonement was the message for that day. If we atone with God, we can get we can go forward, America. If that's what you want. Mm. So when I hear, whenever I, I was raised in a barbershop that played Farrakhan tapes, mm-hmm. I, I was sitting there for three hours. So I'm very familiar with all of what Farrakhan has said and, and still says, you know, some of it is modified. Some of it, sometimes the tone is a little softer, depending on who's in the room. Um, but it's always, there's always room to be, uh, to repent, to, to change to to move forward and it's you know it, it, he always speaks like god is available yeah as the conversation grew to a close rebel ty decided to flip the script and she became the interviewer check us out kind of understanding or um the context that i put testimony in is always from like a court of law um um but that's not all that the word means but it still didn't necessarily encapsulate what the record is about or the out what the project is about so just curious about what your thoughts are on the title it's it's you know the quran it's the bible it's a written testimony like those are inspired works Mm -hmm. and i think he is saying that this is that Mm -hmm. you know he's using that concept of you know this is this is a lot speaking through me yeah and you know this is my testimony of how my life has has been you know, affected and and he's he's using that 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 concept in my opinion when I think about it because I I know he's he, I know he pulls from all the doctrines. You know, he he talks about you know on the better and tune with the infinite the uh, the church you go and pray praying and the work is on right, the outside. Right. You know, he 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 has no problem speaking about. Um, you know, all of the places of worship. Yeah, I mean, even Ezekiel's will has both. Uh, uh, Islamic connotation and Christian connotation. Well, so, they, when they when 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 the when Elijah, Elijah Muhammad speaks about Ezekiel's will, he's speaking out the Bible. Right. Well, I mean his his reference is a little different. He's definitely different. It's a little different, but they're it's expecting, still they're expecting it, his return right through the Ezekiel's will right, and you know that's that's how they um, the nation looks at that from the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, but even to be able to, wh- what I'm saying is that even in that one song title, he is representing yeah. multiple um, faiths and religious practices, and I think that's evident um, throughout the album. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to ask, and I, I feel like maybe I'll have to ask something else because this may end on a somber note, is that there's still this theme of, of death and loss throughout the record, um, throughout the album, and... Um, the way that it's talked about or the way that it's referenced, um, even though it may be kind of minor, seems unresolved. So he talks about, uh, you know, the ghost of Soldier Slim, which, you know, somebody doesn't have a ghost unless they've died, right? So that that's a, that's a yeah. death reference. Um, you know, all praises due to Allah is definitely about loss of a loved one. Um, even the song Universal Soldier, while on its face doesn't seem to talk about death, like soldiers have one job, right? And that is to kill. So just wondering, like, if if you caught on to that, if that if that means anything to you, if that changes. He talked about being the one that could go to war with the uh, the, the the horns, of, you know, go, going to war with Satan by being that one. Yeah. You know, and being and being, I think that. Um, I, I I wonder how happy he is. Mm. You know, I wonder how much of it is just the the 
the introspective mm-hmm. person that he seems to be through his music. Like he's always looking back, you know, at the travels and the journey. Yeah. Um, and it, it's clearly been a rough one. The the loss of his mother is new. I think maybe 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's very recent. Very recent. Um, I don't know how far away we could expect him to be from the 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 aroma of death mm. when it's been so prevalent yeah. and it's so new and still pungent for him. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's he might still be grieving. Yeah. And you when you think about, you know, New Orleans, um New Orleans hip hop holds their 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 artists in such high esteem. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't play with that. Yeah. You know, and especially if you if you've been somebody that has done good for the city musically yeah. and you were probably a decent human being, yeah. they hold you in high esteem. Especially once you've transitioned. So yeah. I, I went to and, like and, these but buildings it's, but where isn't folks that, are like... Isn't no. that New Orleans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that... I mean, their relationship with death overall is is not it's not blurry. They, they don't have a problem with talking about it, celebrating it, right. or, you know, just... Here, that's part of my life. Yeah, you know, if you're if you are walking around in New Orleans, and I've never mm-hmm. been, I just seen the pictures, mm-hmm. and all of the the the, the graveyards are above ground, mm-hmm. so you don't you don't escape death like we escape death here in in Ohio. You know, we can think about um, like I don't I don't go back to the graveyard. I went, you know, I have never visited on purpose. I took my daughter, mm-hmm. but I don't go back to I don't go to the graveyard of my father. I don't go to the grave sites of my brother. I don't go like I don't I don't one I don't think about the uh, that space as the final space. Mm. You know, the body is what it is. It's a shell holds the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I believe in in the sleep and and waiting and waiting on waiting on Christ for, you know, the first those those born those died in Christ will be the first ones. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's my faith. That's my belief. Mm-hmm. So I don't look at the graveyard the same way a lot of people do. But I'm not from New Orleans either. Yeah. I don't see graveyards daily. Mm-hmm. So their relationship with death and life and its conversation and its dance yeah. is going to be way different. Mm-hmm. So, and he, you know, and he just might be in that space right now. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, you know, for, uh, for that last record, you know, that's, that's so new. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so I know for sure he's definitely still in that space. Um, but but I, I think you bring up a, an excellent point, um, just culturally and, and historically, the way that he's grown up, his relationship to death is, is certainly going to be different from ours. I got numbers in my phone that I never bring again. I got... I got... I got... Numbers in my phone that I'll never ring again. Cause I lot don't call them home. So until we sing again, I got Texas on my phone. They'll never ping again. So I grind them, so I got them. I don't want this thing to end. I got numbers on my phone that I'll never ring again. Cause I lot don't call them home. So we never sing again. I got Texas on my phone that I'll never ping again. I screenshot them, so I got them. I don't want this thing to end. Tears to my diary. Sometimes a Zanny bar can't help you fight back the anxiety. I go to my law quietly. Teardrops on our faces. 
Teardrops on my faces, like teardrops become waterfalls by the time they reach my laces. My eyelids is like levees, but my tear ducts is like glaciers as I contemplate creation. The salt that heals my wounds pour out my eyes is like libations. I can't stop my mind from racing. I got numbers on my phone, pictures on my phone. The day my mama died, I scrolled her texts all day long. The physical returns, but the connection still stays strong. Now I understand why you used to cry sometimes we ride down Playboy. You just missed your, you just missed your mama. Now I just miss my mamas. The clothes we wear to bed at night, the sleep is just pajamas. The flesh we roam this earth and is a blessing, not a promise. I bow with those who bow to the creator and pay homage. I even hit the beach to soak my feet and skip some seashells. Sleep well. The lump inside my throat sometimes is towers like the Eiffel. Sometimes I wonder do the trees get sad when they see leaves fell. Sleep well. The last time that I kissed you, you felt cold, but you look peaceful. I read our message thread when I get low and need a refill. Sleep well. Sleep well. Sleep well. Lady, I haven't been sleeping well, sleeping well. I got numbers in my phone that'll never ring again. Cause I lot don't call them home. So until we sing again, I got Texas on my phone. They'll never ping again. Subscribe them, so I got them. I don't want this thing to end. I got numbers on my phone that'll never ring again. Cause I lot don't call them home. So we never sing again. I got Texas on my phone. Gotta never ping again I screenshot them so I got them I don't want this thing that 